to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. This is Bars. Uh, I'm yeah, Mitchell so, Kaminsky. And I'm Marshall Magaluso. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is 645 AR, the artist, with the song here. Well, let's listen a little bit. Yeah. It's horrible. It's a ba- he, he plays bangers only. Mitch will get into the the uh, backstory behind this. But yes, welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. Uh, we're back another week. After the after the uh, the poorly recorded um, yeah the failed road the, trip yeah the failed road <laughs> trip that was, that was, uh, yeah that was a little tough that was a little just tough, just a bit if we you know what we 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 do our best to bring quality content and sometimes you'll win some sometimes you'll lose some but yeah that was six forty five we recently took a trip. Recently, was that Saturday? Saturday. To the Shy Town to go to the art museum, yeah, eat we'll some let, pizza, and watch a Bulls game. We'll let you do the background for the song, yes. and then I'll get into my yes. opening. So rant. on the on the way up, on the way up to this Bulls game, we had five um, college college age men stuck in a very small car cramped car, um, and one of which uh, our our Seth Bishop, our VP of Finance, was increasingly um, agitated. Um, as he was up early well, in the morning. He was morning. very agitated first because he didn't get his uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh, yes, at yes. He, he didn't got get a sausage, sausage egg, and cheese. cheese. He was very mad. And then um, me and the, the guy in the middle seat, you know, we're like kind of messing around. And it, it, we listened to that guy with the squeaky voice. Um, and we were like, yo, we should put on some 645AR. And so I did. And Seth was not too pleased about that. He was very mad. And then. It got to a point where like, I'm playing regular music on the aux, but then we would play. I would sneak in one of the 645 AR songs. And then on the drive from, we got pizza, and then we drove to the United Center, and the whole way there, about 20, 30 minutes, it was only his song. I just played him on repeat. And and what was funny is the beat comes in, and Seth's like, and I'm, I'll be like, okay, I'm done playing. I'm done playing. This is a regular song, regular song. And then you and, so, ah! and, he just, and he was beating up, uh, beating us up, and uh, just yeah, it was it was tough, it was tough. But that's the best. There was yeah, there was a lot of locker room issues in that car. Yes, he, he was. Well, the first off, we were making exactly. Well, we were making great time, and he had to use the bathroom. So the needy superstar like Seth is, he made us yes. all stop so he could use the bathroom. Then he's complaining about his egg and cheese. Then he's complaining about. To be fair, he had a complaint about the music. That was horrible. I don't know how much more 645 I, AR I, I think take. it's pretty good. The squeaking was rattling around in my head. Coming in the rap game. Well, what we're gonna start with today, I. As some of you may have noticed, the All-Star Game was in Chicago this year. Um, and I'll be honest, I usually don't watch the NBA All-Star Games because I don't think, quite frankly, they're that good. But this year's, honestly, it, it was one of the better ones in recent memory. Um, and it was really a celebration of Chicago basketball, if you look at it. They had all these Chicago celebrities there. The D-Wade and the Yeah, they had the skyline on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, all throughout the weekend, it was really, it was really nice uh, tribute to all the great players that have played in Chicago in the past. And if you look up and down the list, I mean, they, t- they talked about Michael Jordan, obviously, because he made the Bulls relevant. But uh, Isaiah Thomas was from Chicago. Anthony Davis is a Chicago kid. Dwayne Wade's from Chicago. Like, the pipeline there is real. Like, they got a, a ton of really basketball icons there. And, of course, they had all their uh, famous rappers and everything. So it was really nice to see. The only thing that was missing from said All-Star game was any Bulls players in the Chicago All-Star game, which was kind of sad. So yeah, that was too bad. He was, as Marshall was mentioning, you know, I was watching, so we went to the uh, the Bulls-Suns uh, game uh, yeah. this Saturday at the UC, and watching that game, it was really, quite frankly, 
it was very disappointing because I remember watching this All Star game. I was like, wow, this is what this is what Chicago basketball is all about. This is what it could be. And then you have the Bulls who are trotting out this horrid product on a nightly basis. Yeah, it was sad. It was re- it was really sad to see what the state of Chicago basketball has come to. This is the product we're running on the floor on a nightly basis. So we had. Ryan Archidiacono starting, for some reason. <laughs> we had Cristiano Felicio, who played over 20 minutes a game, and that guy shouldn't be getting 20 minutes He's anywhere. Terrible. That man's horrible. There was a ball that bounced off his head at one point, and the other guy got, I think it's DeAndre Aiden, snatched a rebound. Um, they have Colby White, who they drafted. Seventh, uh, overall. seventh overall. And they have him coming off the bench, for some reason. The injury is all over. They're still at 19 wins this year. They got a head coach, Jim Boylan, who calls a timeout. With 30 seconds or however long is like 40 seconds remaining, and they're down by 10. The game's clearly over, and he's calling, wasting time out so he can just waste everyone's time. Levine's pissed off; they're wasting his talents. It's just the the organization is a mess. And then in the final couple minutes of that game, they had a 17 point lead at one point. Yeah, they blew that lead. Final four minutes of the game, they're only down by, I think, the, the score was tied at one point, yeah. and they proceeded to go uh, chuck a ball out of bounds, offensive foul, Levine steps out. There was, uh, the Down the stretch, I think they had like three possessions where they didn't even get a shot off. It was yeah. horribly executed on offense. It was horrible. It was very sad to see walking out there. It was like, wow. Imagine if Chicago, like the Bulls were like relevant again, like the 2010s, because it, it really is a good basketball town, and... Yeah, I mean, they, they haven't I been mean, very well. The Suns are the Suns. They're not very good. Um, the record isn't too much. They have some talent, though. Obviously, they have, they have Devin Booker. Uh, they got Kelly Uber Jr., DeAndre Ayton. And it's like, you know, those guys are no scrubs, but those are like, you know, your sixth man. Well, not Devin Booker, but like Ubre uh, and uh, Ayton, and then you got uh, Ricky Rubio. You know, you've got some, like, good filler gap guys. But the way DeAndre Ayton looked like prime Shaq against the Bulls, like, it was, it was, it was embarrassing and, like, I don't know, like, I enjoyed going to the Bulls game because, and it's kind of sad to say, they're like a spectacle. It's like, what <laughs> it dumb stuff are the they going to do now? They're making fun of Felicia. Yeah, they're like, making fun of They're like a joke. Like, it's not even serious. And there was a point where the Bulls, yeah, like you said, the Bulls were up 17. And then, it, but it was like, there's there's no way that anyone was like, oh yeah, this is like a convincing Bulls uh, performance. It was, it was horrible. Kobe White had like 33 points. Thomas Sadaransky had a big goose egg on the scoreboard. Yeah. And Kobe White brought what thirty three is career high, but the fact that they had their career the the season high in turnovers that game mm-hmm. against the Phoenix Suns, it's like give me a break, man. And so going with the Kobe White thing, everyone says he should be starting, which I agree. There's no reason he should be trying Ryan Archidiakono. And like Jim Boylan's point is like, oh well, I want him to be developing and being the main guy on the second unit. And it helps with our bench stats because, like, oh, look, our bench outscored their bench like 56 to 10. Well, 33 of those 56 were from Kobe White. But their offense, their starting unit is so depleted anyway that, like, Kobe White would kind of be running the show if he was starting anyway. He should be playing with Levine. I think those are two prime scorers. And he, the next day against the Wizard, he dropped another 33. That just shows what type of spark plug he could be. But, um, I mean, it was. it was disappointing. The whole thing was disappointing. Now, I will say this for the Suns. I don't think they're actually at that bad of a basketball team. Because no, they have not. some talent there. They're in the East. I mean, if they, they're in the wrong conference, quite yeah. frankly, because they have a tougher schedule. But, like, if they were in the East, I think they would be a playoff team. Cause, and this is the other thing, too, watching the Suns compared to the Bulls. The Bulls have one guy, maybe two with Kobe. They got, they got two guys that can create their own shot. 
the that's it. No one else on that team can create their own shot. Where the Suns, you have Ricky Rubio. He can create his own mm-hmm. shot. Devin Booker. I mean, that guy's like a walking he, 20 points. That guy's yeah. an excellent scorer. DeAndre Aiden, he gets 20 points in his sleep. I think he had 19 rebounds as an offensive player. Yeah, like 20, 20 that mean, game. He's the only guy. Oubre can create his own shot. Um, I think DeAndre Aiden's really the only guy in that starting lineup that can't. But if you feed him in the post, like he'll, he'll get you a bucket yeah. when needed. So, I mean, it was just looking at them, it was like, man, I mean, the Bulls had a that's couple a, like Yeah, that. that's, that's like, that that's like a team. I mean, they're probably... Like nine or ten wins under five hundred, but like they're an entertaining team to watch. They see, and the one thing the Bulls don't have is they see they don't seem to have like any focus, any style of play, any identity. It's just a bunch of dudes out there. Yeah. If they're scoring, it's just because they can sh- pass the ball around and get open three. A couple guys can just get open shots, but like they don't seem to have like any consistency among them. And that points to Jim Bowen. He just throws he just throws five randos out there every night and just says you know go hoop. And then they do, and they usually lose because they're just not that good of a basketball like, team. Oh, I completely agree. Archie Diakono went from playing, like, no minutes the game, last game. He barely played. And all of a sudden, he's a starter. What the hell's going on Yeah. Here? Shaq Harrison, actually, I think, out of between Felicio, uh, Archie, and him, Shaq Harrison, I think, is the best out of those three out of yeah. the young players. And he only played, like, eight minutes that game. It doesn't make any sense. And then the other thing is, too, going into halftime, you're up by 10. And then they come out, and they get torched. At one point in the third quarter, it was, like, 22-3 to three in yeah. scoring. Like, there's no, they, he never, and this always happens. Took him five minutes are, to get a bucket. The Bulls are horrible at second half adjustments, and that goes to coaching. Like, their third quarter, like, you can, they're consistently beat in the third quarter, and that's because they never make any adjustments. Yeah. Like, you gotta, at some point, you gotta come out, all these other teams are making adjustments, how come we can't do it? Yeah, and it's, obviously, the Bulls aren't in a state to compete right now, but when, like, when you're a rebuilding team, and, like, it doesn't matter what sport, if you're football, basketball, like, you should be striving to create something mm-hmm. that you just don't have the players for right now, and obviously, you have to fill the gaps with roster spots, and that's where the Archendiaknos come in, and that's where the Shaq Harrison mm-hmm. come in, um, and they can probably be weight shed, or, uh, yeah, they can probably be gone uh, when it comes time, when it is time to compete, but right now, it seems like you could put, you know, good players on that roster, like, if you swap the rosters right now, you could, the Bulls would still be in this crappy situation because they could just they'll just throw Devin Booker out there. Zach Levine, it just seems like they're whenever, wasting Zach. Levine. Yeah, whenever he has the ball, it just seems like you know just drive or just you know make a step shoot a step back three. It's like there, there's no there's no seem consistently in the style of play. They don't have any goal. And the Suns knew it too. I mean, they were all over Zach Levine that whole game. Yeah, and that's partly why he struggles. Going to the Lakers, baby. <laughs> Honestly, he might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a question for you: Would you rather have? Another six years is Jim Boylan is the head coach of the Bulls. Or after watching another six years of Cristiano Felicio with that eighteen million dollar oh, contract. Jim Boylan, oh my word, Felicio is terrible. You got to have Jim Boylan over Felicio. Honestly, I'd rather I mean, take Felicio because at least he makes fair. me smile. That's fair. Well, the other and thing, it, yeah, go ahead. Another telling part is I I don't remember the statistic, but um, uh, Hoiberg and Boylan have coached the same amount of games, and Hoiberg has a better win percentage. So oh, yeah. Just, that just tells now, you a lot you need to know about that. To Boylan's defense, and, I mean, there's not much I can offend him on because I don't think yeah. he's a very good head coach, they, they don't have a whole lot of talent yeah. to work with. I mean, they're like they're in, injury-wise. like they're, yeah. they're, They have a lot of Marketing injuries. Out. That being said, they've had a very easy schedule up to this point, and the fact that they're only at night 20 wins now because they beat the Wizards, barely, um... It's very, it's very sad. Because, like, the yeah. goal heading into the season was, like, hey, we want to make the playoffs and develop, which I think is reasonable. It's not a very good conference. You can sneak into an eight seed. That's very reasonable. Yeah. And they're floundering. It's, like, it's horrible. They, 
They're rolling out guys, and this is also going to your point. They're just throwing out random. They that like Makoka or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, G Leaguer. That just, guy just got a day of cardio. I don't think he did anything. He was just yeah. running around the floor. <laughs> right? like, it was he just got a day of cardio. Yeah, he just ran a couple miles. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it's tough, and it's too bad too, because like. You, you know, you don't want to see... Like, like the big city franchises should not be, like, floundering like they sh- they, they are now. Well, you and could get names just because you could say, like, hey, you're playing you know, in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, that's a really great it. city. As long as you have, like, a sub... Or above-average culture and, like, a above-average coach, you will be able to get guys in. I mean, you look They at, duped Thad Young into coming yeah, in. Yeah, you, I mean, you kind of look like the, at the White Sox. Obviously, the Cubs dominated years past, but you get a good coach in there... And you start establishing a culture, and just the fact that you're in Chicago, you can get the Osmani Grandals yeah. of the world. Like, they want to play in a big city. Mm-hmm. They, these guys don't want to play in Phoenix. They don't want to pl- play in Orlando. Like, they want to play for the Lakers. They want to play for the Bulls. They want to play for the Knicks. Like, even when the Knicks are hot garbage, like, they still generate interest from free agents. And oh, it just comes with the yeah. city. And well, in Chicago, like we were talking about, this goes back to the All-Star game. There's such a rich basketball culture mm-hmm. in Chicago. It is well known as, like, basketball city. Yeah. It's like Dwayne Wade signed with the Bulls after the Heat thing. And a part of it was just to spite Pat Riley. But he's like, hey, I want to play for my hometown team in Chicago. I think that would yeah. be cool. He had no other reason to sign there. Um... I don't know, it was a joke. Another meme, I don't know if you saw this, <laughs> when uh, Archie Diakono took that charge. Did you see Jim Boylan's reaction? No. I like, didn't. the three fist pumps. Looked like he just won the lottery. He came, like, running on the floor. <laughs> Scott Back has noticed this. He came running on the court. He's like, yeah! With, like, three yeah, fist pumps. No, Jim Boylan, oh, my goodness. Hey, that, based off that All-Star game with Kyle Lowry taking all those charges, Archie could be an All-Star hey, next it's year. True, he dude. takes the best Kyle, charges uh, in yeah, the going to that, Going to the All-Star game, I will say, that was that was fantastic All-Star game. Pretty, It was a pretty cool tribute to Kobe the whole weekend. Uh, and I will say, I watched a lot of it, mainly because we were at Carlson Leadership Conference, and we had not much else to do. Um, but the three-point contest was fun. Dunk All of them were was fun, fun, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good time. They had, they had competition towards the end. Um, I will say, the one thing they should have thought about, and now hindsight's twenty twenty, but they should say, uh, yeah, you can't win off a free throw. Because that was, I mean, that was yeah, fairly that, that could, that. Yeah. If there's a shooting foul, just give him the ball at the baseline, and then you gotta have a and on the like yeah. a, you know twenty one. And the whole point of making it to like your next team to score like twenty five or whatever, um, twenty four or twenty four points, yeah. was to so that they could have a like a walk off shot, like hit the yeah. last shot in the victory, and then ended up being a buzzer beater, which was funny. But I think the rule cheese, the rule cheese, the rule change uh, was much needed because it made them like one, like you're winning money for your charity that you pick. Yeah, and true. two, it kind of like forces you. You can't really like tank because they're all accumulative, and like all of a sudden, like you saw the guys like putting in an effort. Yeah, that was there. Yeah, it was so much more fun to watch. Yeah, that was fun. And, yeah, and I will say, and it the one thing All Star Dame does very well is you got you like you can look up like any player on either roster, and they probably did something worthy of a highlight in that game. Um, but then like when the fourth quarter hit, you had the starting five out there. And well, that's why most. LeBron's team won is because they dude, all these oh, dude, that. <laughs> Uh, going back the last two years, Giannis's team is terrible. It's like you got all these dudes to pick from. Like I, the other thing too that we got on the All Star game is why does Giannis hate James Harden so much? That is I the one know. thing. That is one thing that I mean, he's a ball hog, I guess. Yeah, or something like that, because he was just taking shots at him the whole week. And I'm like, dude, like I understand, like you know, not everyone likes James Harden. He shoots a lot of free throws. Ball hog. It looks like he travels every time he drives to the basket. But like you took like you're, you're oh James Harden or Kyle Lowry. 
It's like, yeah, like you can hate James Harden and be like, okay, he's still <laughs> he's still better than like Kemba Walker out here or something like that. Did you like, see? Give me a break. Speaking of Giannis, did you see the um, when Common's doing like the intros for all of them? Oh, he and he's like rhyming him and he's trying to rhyme with Antetokounmpo. It's like, oh boy, he forced that one. Yeah, you're right. He, he, forgot, forgot, he got the rhyme off, so I you know give Common some credit. I, I actually thought that was kind of cool. I like the way they did that. Yeah, um, no, was, some of them were dope. cheesier than others as far as the naming one, but I thought I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's talk really quickly. There's a big fight uh, Saturday night, there too. There was. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. The rematch between yeah. the two. Um, and uh, Tyson Fury ended up beating Deontay Wilder by a technical knockout. Uh, the Lights first on, no one's home. Yeah, That's basically. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because like, you look at him and like, kind of tweaking he looks like an old man out there like he doesn't yeah. have like the physique of like a boxer yeah. with like the bulb head he's kind of like funny looking yeah but i love the strategy he had because he talked wilder uh, i mean he, he came out for fury i should say he came all week he'd been saying he's like hey i'm just gonna come right after him and no one really believed him because he's like yeah. oh he's just saying a strategy out loud yeah whatever but that's exactly what he did. It yeah. was like the whole time you see him like coming at him, coming at him, and I think it helped. And uh, this, I think, all goes back psychologically to that first fight because Deontay Wilder, his big thing, I don't think he's that good of a boxer, quite frankly. He just has so much raw power with yeah. his punches that like he hits you and he's, you can knock out really quickly. But as far as yeah. like a technical boxer, I don't think he's that great. But uh, he hit Fury with the hardest punch I think he could, knocked him down, and he got back up. So Wilder's thing, oh. Crap! I've just hit him with my best shot. He got yeah. up on me, and he's still you, you coming peaked, at me. And then he can't. So, and then same with uh, for in Fury's mind, he's like, hey, he, he hit me with his best shot, literally. Like I, I'm, and I didn't go down. So I think that was he had a mental edge heading into it, and I think it showed in the fight. Yeah, and one thing I will say that I kind of had missed with fighting and boxing, considering the people who have been in like the spotlight recently, I think uh, fighting has. And this is like, I don't know if you didn't consider this sport, but like boxing has kind of become this like thing where a lot of non-athletes like YouTubers and stuff like that are like boxing each other for like whatever reason. And it kind of made it like less serious, but watching these two like units go after each other um, and also like the level of like respect and sportsmanship that they like show yes. toward each other, that was like, I think much needed in the fighting world because I mean, the biggest guy in just fighting in general, boxing, MMA, whatever is, is Conor McGregor and whenever you get that you get like the spectacle of like you know, them like <laughs> him talking making trash. Ass of himself. Yeah, but at the end, of, yeah, it's, yeah, that's exactly what it is because at the end of the day, it's like you want to see like these sportsmen like go after each other and have like a good fight and right after he, uh, right after Fury was like, you know, like he's one of the best here, he's going to be a champion like once again but like you know the king is home or whatever and so that was really cool and oh my goodness i mean that that they could have pulled him uh wilder like in the third fourth round because there were a couple shots he took that were just brutal and the dude did not seem to his be looking, legs are not uh, yeah after that third round he could like his leg well one is like if he looked was it just me or did he have like very he looked like a chicken like chicken legs almost yeah he's got such a ripped upper he's body like on a, so yeah. much so many pounds and he's still trying to stay lean and like quick in there but i mean once i mean the dude was bleeding out of his ear ruptured his eardrum like and then of uh, Fury like licked his the blood off his ear that like nasty. when that happened like dude it's over it's like, like oh, this is God. like all sports sports are a mental game and and while and and Wilder was just done like it and of course like he was like oh like why'd you like why'd you why'd you do that but it's like dude you've been getting knocked around all night long like 
for your health and for your safety, this fight cannot go on any longer because he's getting pummeled out there. But it was an entertaining one. It was a really good fight. And I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about boxing, but like watching the first one, I did think like Wilder probably should have gotten the win. I think he yeah. got screwed. But I had, leading up to this fight, I remember Thursday, I was listening to an interview. They had Fury was on the herd talking, and like the guy was really calm. Yeah, yeah, like a strategy, and it wasn't like, because, you know, a lot of these guys are just trying to, like, hype the fight, they're going to talk a bunch of trash, like, Wilder's talking, like, oh, I want a body on my resume, I'm trying to kill someone, yeah, or whatever, yeah. and Fury's like, hey, listen, man, I, I'm prepared, I don't, I'm not doing anything these next two days, I put in all the work, I'm as ready as I can be, my diet's good, I'm in the best shape I've ever been, so he's like, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready to go, and then he's like, I'm coming right after him, and that's that, so yeah. Yeah, he did exactly that, he looked very comfortable in there the whole time, yeah, and I, I think Fury. it showed. He had a, he had a, he was the winner, winner of the weekend, for sure. Indeed, I mean, yeah, big, big payday. Yeah, oh my two. lord! Yep. What do we got next? Do we have any? Oh, XFL! XFL. Yeah, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little XFL here. First little nugget, which we, I just realized watching the, the Battle Hawks last week for the St. Louis Battle Hawks, their offensive coordinator uh, Chuck Long. He uh, used to play quarterback for the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. They won a Rose Bowl there uh, with Hayden Fry as the head coach. And then he was drafted in the first round by the Detroit Lions, played in the NFL for a little bit. That didn't really pan out. But he's really an Iowa Hawkeye legend on that Rose Bowl team. That's one of the better Hawkeye teams in history. He went to my high school, Wheaton North High School. And actually for the Boy 50, Falcons. yeah, for the um, their 50-year or was it 50 or 100-year anniversary. It was a 100-year anniversary uh, of Wheaton North. He came in, and I actually had to interview him for a sit-down thing because uh, he was the quarterback of one of the Wheat Norse uh, Illinois State Championship teams uh, back in the day. So that was kind of cool to see. And they were talking, like, his play calling was pretty dang good. They are pretty creative there. I am I am all on the Battlehawks bandwagon. So. Yeah. And honestly, I think the one thing that the XFL can do um, to kind of, like, spark – and, I mean – Oops, they can't really do it, but it, it'll benefit the Fury. It's like the Roughnecks and the Battlehawks are pretty much clearly the the two best teams in the XFL, um, and it's it's not particularly close. Whenever they play, they just seem to they look better on there, um, and they just this oh. The DC Defenders. DC Defenders look good. I totally Houston forgot. looks good. They have that one quarterback. Yeah, that, like everyone yeah, says I totally looks forgot. like Holmes. But getting like the upper echelon of teams and so you can kind of get like a marquee matchup mm. of these two because te- if you got you got three good teams in the defenders battle hawks and the roughnecks uh, and if two of them make the championship that'll be like people actually know these guys and they've been good the whole year and if they get blown out wins they can get some cool highlights out there and so people will actually tune into the championship whereas like i mean honestly you can just let some of the like the the Tampa Bay Vipers, is it? Yeah. Like, you can let that team die out because, like, it's hard to generate interest in a team of this league regardless of if they're good or not. Right. And if they stink, it's like, just stop. Like, you know, they don't have to market them anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, with those two teams, too, which is this is critical, and I know you were stressing this last week, uh, was, like, the XFL, need, you need star power. You need people that yeah. like, people are going to recognize. And, like, with these two teams, I wouldn't call them stars, but, like, with the Roughnecks, there's Stand recognizable names. Yeah. You got Bob Stoops is the head coach. Obviously, everyone knows him from his days in Oklahoma. You got Landry Jones is the quarterback. I mean, recognizable name. Uh, you got Dunbar is the running back. He used to play in the NFL. Uh, Artis Payne used to play in the yeah, NFL. Okay, then um, for the uh, who else do they have? That's pretty good. Oh, I think they, they also have Austin Cobb or Flynn Nagel, who is a standout at um, 
North uh, Northwestern was a big time player there. Big Ten people follow him. Uh, for the uh, Battlehawks, uh, they got Demorne Pearsonell, who all Nebraska fans remember him from his days. He's all All American punt returner. Um, so yeah, they got they, they yeah, so get yeah, Chuck yeah. Long. I mean, you, you don't, you don't have to so. Google all names. You might be like, oh, I know, I remember that guy from. Especially if you're like a college fan, like say you're sitting yeah. in Nebraska and like you know they got nothing to do now that the Cornhusker season's over. You like turn on an XFL game, like oh hey hey yeah. I know him. Yeah. So so good yeah good for the XFL. I think I mean I I don't know I haven't looked up the numbers, but if I would I'm assuming that they're a lot down since the week one. But you know it, I mean. They're doing what they're doing. They have a bunch of characters, so you can look at videos from them after the games, like yeah. shotgunning, you know, white claws or whatever, and yeah. like doing all. Because I think they they really should embrace this role of like we're wilder than the NFL. We're like a you fun know, league. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah, I totally and they, and they have to embrace that, which I think that was their goal from the get go when it came to social media and Twitter, because they've been like super active on Twitter, like tweeting yes. at people, um, and they have to like really embrace that role. And so far, I think it's working. It'll be interesting to see how it keeps going. Be interesting to see if like what the ratings are throughout the season and if it's like a sustainable for like a year yeah. by year thing. But so far, it hasn't been horrible. They're much better than the AF. And what's much helping? Yeah. Well, well, what's helping is too that people are just starting to figure out kind of the new rules. Uh, like so, like I mean, these first couple of weeks has been difficult. Like coaches don't know whether to go to one, two, or three. Like the conversion ride, so like no one's hitting the conversions. They have that double pass rule, uh, rule. No one's really utilized. And this weekend, I saw a little bit more creativity. There's a punt return, I believe, for the Battle Hawks that they scored on. There's a kick return touchdown. Uh, there's a kick return touchdown. There was a really nifty two point conversion where they did the double pass. And there's Demorne Pierceville actually that threw the touchdown yeah. for them. Uh, there was one Landry Jones, like the ball was tipped right back to him, and unlike the NFL where you just have to run it because like it was a forward pass and he was still behind the line of scrimmage, he launched it downfield. They got a big play out of that, so they're starting like, starting to figure out the rules and getting a little creative with it. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, last thing let's end on uh, Premier League or not Premier League, Champions, Champions League, League is up. That is up. Yes, we had we had some really good games last week. Um, Chelsea, no, not Chelsea. That's tomorrow. I'm getting too ahead of myself. Uh, it was PSG versus Dortmund, which finished two uh, one in Dortmund's favor. Uh, Holland, the the wonder kid, had two pretty. One of them was a f- absolutely brilliant goal. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but was Eric something Holland. Um, and then we had there was Valencia lost to Atalanta four to one. Atalanta first time ever in the Champions League, and they smoked them. Uh, four to one had the really good goals in there. Um, I'm totally blanking on the other games because that was uh, like a week ago. But tomorrow I know Bayern versus Chelsea. That'll be a really good action. Uh, and then I believe we have Manchester City versus Real Madrid. Two teams that are not in great positions, and one of them has to improve because Man City, obviously one of the better teams in Europe right now, but they are not going to be in the Champions League for the next two years. They've been banned, and so this is kind of their last season to you know make use of themselves before you know potentially players start to leave. I know buying new players is not really going to be an option if you're not in the Champions League, um, and you have, don't have the possibility of getting back into the Champions League. Uh, but that'll be uh, some really good stuff, and I believe Liverpool. Uh, I don't can't even remember who they're playing. I totally forgot. But uh, I'll be skipping some classes tomorrow <laughs> to watch Bayern play. Um, Who's the you... kid, the German kid, that's got like the ten goals or something? Yeah, ridiculous. that's on. Uh, he's uh, Danish, I believe. The kid's insane. He's it's, absolutely, it's ridiculous. he's a monster. He's he's a year younger than me. That's the one thing that soccer does, and I'm telling you, I've been. I'm not gonna rant about it because I've talked about it so many times. But the fact that we can see. 19 to 21 year olds like 
tear it up on the national stage. Not the national stage. The the world stage. I mean, the, the competition is Europe itself, and it reaches to every single continent. Yep. And the fact you see these young kids tear it up with no... There's no issues about that getting paid. There's no issues about like being a one-and-done. There's no... College is not even a thing. Uh, college sports, I should say. Uh, and just see, they, they just, you know, they're an academy, and now they're in the, the, the main team because they're that good, and they just tear it up. I mean, the, the kid, it's insane watching him do what he's do, doing, and he can't even get a beer in the United States yet. That is something special. Real quick, I'm going to add it on. Uh, the Astros today is spring training game. Baseball is coming back. Oh, yeah. Excited, excited. Excited to talk some Cubs and some White Sox in the future. Yep. Baseball is back, and Altuve walk up to bat. Walked up to the bat for some booze and got hit in a spring training game. Good for him. Um, yeah, and one thing... Remember that pitcher that threw at him was a hero. I'm sure yeah, his changeup yes. just slipped, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a 70-mile-an-hour <laughs> that hit him in the butt. Oopsies. Um, but going kind of going back to that, because we, we talked a little bit about it in the last podcast that the sound was distorted, so I'll just revisit some of the, the bigger points. Um, and just kind of hearing these guys come out after like their apology, non-apology, they had that little... Uh, uh, press conference yeah. where, they, where they just t- told Dusty, hey, go answer all the questions for us because we're a bunch of cheating scumbags. We don't want to take the and heat. And that's the most infuriating thing about it. Yeah. They're showing no remorse for it. It's yeah, more, okay. we're sorry we got caught, but we would do it again. Yeah, you exactly. can't punish us. We're keeping our ring. Yeah. Here's a middle finger for you. Yeah. On it. And that's that's the one thing is like, you, first of all, you guys are going to get hit. So just, you guys are going to get booed. You guys are going to get hit. So, and there's going to be sides. Everyone hates you. Get used to it. Did you but, see they stole? They yeah, stole yeah, sign. Yeah, literally. It, was just, it wasn't. It wasn't even like like swearing. It was just said the Houston and then like the astral asterisk um, because of like the, mm-hmm. the World Series championship. And honestly, to the this guy's not even a baseball guy, but I think the person who best said it was Stephen A. Smith, mm-hmm. like him or not, because he basically said it was very short. But he said, "Look, nothing in the future matters." Like, if you guys win the next 10 World Series, like, cool, good for you. No one's saying that you're not good at baseball. No one's saying that this team can't succeed this year. No one's saying that, like, Altuve, Bregman, no one's saying that you guys are bad baseball players. But what we are saying is that the past three years, particularly 2017, when you won the World Series, you cheated and you it's not respected. No one cares. Um, you can say you got your piece of metal or whatever, but it, it you didn't you didn't you didn't get it um, truthfully. You didn't get it honorably. No no one cares. Um, so just shut up. Literally, that, that's all you gotta do is yep. just stop talking. If you want to apologize, we'd all love that. We'd probably all give you a little bit of sympathy, like two percent. But if you're not going to, you don't feel bad, then just stop talking, or else you're gonna get hit like the whole season. Because right now they're they're looking they look like scumbags they look like arrogant mm-hmm. pricks who totally. couldn't give a crap about the rules couldn't give a crap that they got caught they said screw you guys like you said middle finger we got our ring like you guys all suck yeah, the whole and, thing's a debacle well, and yeah. the commissioner we like you said we talked about this last week too but Commissioner Manfred has done a horrible job of the situation horrible. first off he shouldn't have granted him immunity. Like, that's his big mistake. I think if he was going to go back on this whole thing, that would be the first thing he did was like, okay, I probably should have punished these guys. Second, calls the World Series trophy a piece of metal, which yeah. pissed everyone off. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of these guys, guys, lashing back at uh, Rob Manfred, especially about like the World Series comments and the Astros comments. They're kind of like, they're policing the game themselves. Like, yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to take Y'all matters into our own hands. Yeah. Which is the way baseball really has always been. Uh, but uh, it's... 
you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna see it again. Yeah. It's like, all right, commission's not gonna do anything. And we're gonna hit you. And the big thing that's kind of been, well, I guess not really lost, but will will be um, exposed is that the pitcher like suspension, the way they do it, and this has always been for like you know Tim Anderson getting hit mm-hmm. or like Javi Baez getting hit, but you get suspended seven games, but if you're a starter, you pitch like once every five games, right? So you're only so you're only really suspended like one, one start. Yeah. And that's going to be huge because you're going to get guys, oh, I'm suspended for a week. Well, I'm only going to miss one start. Boo-hoo. Yeah, it's not going to make a big deal. Once I'm at 100 pitches and they're about to take me out in the sixth inning, I'll bean Bregman in the back mm -hmm. and I'll miss my next start. But, oh, well, I don't care. If you're a young kid, too, and you want to earn, you just get called up in the minors, you want to earn some respect from your teammates, that's a way to do Mm -hmm. it. You throw at them all of a sudden, that clubhouse, you're you're a hero. He'll gladly help chip in for that fine. Yeah, and exactly, because all these guys are going to be, all these guys who, if they get punished by the MLB, which they've been adamant that they're going to punish guys who hit the Astros, they're going to be martyrs. Oh, yeah. You got suspended for a little bit. They're not going to be done for the year. Um, you know, I, I don't even know what the max suspension would be or, like, the fine or whatever, but, like, the MLB and the players, the, you know, you know, Mookie Betts can Venmo some starting pitcher a little bit of his massive contract that he has for taking a fine for hitting... I don't know. know if, I don't know if Mookie would be on board because, like, the Red Sox, people forget. Yeah, that's they, they, that's that so dicey, over. too. That ain't over. That's not over. That's not over. Yeah, and it, the Red Sox are smart, though. They got ahead of that thing. Well, the Astros are, like, way behind on almost everything. Yeah. Like, they first off, they denied the the assault or what was it with the reporter? Yeah, they, they said, the, oh, it's all a lie. And then it's like, no. It actually wasn't. Then, like, okay, now we'll fire her. And then, like, the cheating. Oh, we didn't do it. Oh, yeah, I guess now we'll cheat a bit. Yeah. But the Red Sox are like, all right, they haven't caught us yet, but you're fired, pal. Like, get, yeah. get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, that's where I did that. MLB is coming up. And NBA is ramping up, too, as we got title playoff push. So that'll be kind of the focus of the main podcast. XFL, who knows? Maybe we'll keep talking about it. We'll see. Uh, but thanks for listening. Listen to go 645AR. Or uh, don't. Voice. Or don't. You know, up to you guys. But uh, thanks for listening. The quality of those songs really fit the quality of that Bulls game. That's <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> setting the stage. See you next week.